to dissect girls. Did you know I'm utterly insane? Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? The blackest dies. Oh, God. Come on! Welcome back to the Skewered Universe podcast. My name is Jeff, and today we're going to be talking about something from my childhood. Early 90s film, Ernest Scared Stupid. Dangerous demons are on the loose, but Ernest is on their trail. He's doing whatever it takes. Your shoes untie. To save the world from slaughter. Ernest Scared Stupid, rated PG. Starts Friday, October 11th at a theater near you. Now you may be wondering why... Leanne didn't chime in. Well, that's because this time around, I got two really cool guys to join me on this to talk about this great movie. You know them from Tales of the Podcast, 2G1C. We're talking about Justin and Chuck Nasty. How's it going, guys? How's it hey, going, man. man? Thanks for having us on. Of yeah, course. Dude, for real, thanks. Of course. You had me on your show. It's only fair to have you guys come over here. And it was a blast. <laughs> yeah, it, it, had, it was a lot of fun. I, I had a lot of fun. It was my first time doing anything live. And I was like, this is great. This is so much fun. It was a fun movie, too. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. You got lucky. We've done some real stinkers. (laughs) (laughs) And that's being nice about it. Right. (laughs) Sorority girls and the creature from hell. Thanks, Chuck. You you back off. (laughs) (laughs) I did pick Monster. (laughs) I like Monster. I know we do. Monster is fun. I mean, it's, it's a fun, bad movie. Yeah. Yeah. The director yeah. Dan West was on and he was super cool. Yeah. Oh, it's nice. weird to review a movie when the director's with you. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> I I can't even imagine. I did one interview with um, I don't know if you guys know Tony Wash of Scotchworthy Productions. He's done like uh It's My Party and I'll Die If I Want To. Uh most recently huh. The Rake, High on the Hog with Sid Haig. I had him oh, on I and did an interview. All right. And it was it was really weird that t- I loved the movies, but it was weird mm-hmm. having a director there. And then it sounded like I'm just gushing the entire time. So I'm like, I really enjoyed these movies. They're so much fun. I don't care that they're low budget and you guys had issues. I enjoy it. He was like, Yeah, well, I look back at some of them. I'm like, there's so many fucking issues, man. I can't even I can't even yeah. watch them. There's <laughs> he goes, the little the things hog. bother me. Yeah, I like Hot and the Hog a lot, actually. That's a that's a damn good movie. I still haven't got around to seeing it, and I really need to. It's very it's Rob Zombie esque. Not just the fact that Sid's in it, but it's it's very it's shot very Rob Zombie. But it's a lot of weed and boobs. I mean, you can't everything really Chuck loves in a good movie. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, it is. You can't. I'm go a boob connoisseur. <laughs> right. I think that's the only thing this movie was missing. But you... Ernest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It would have been awkward, but you know, it would have been really sexy, though. 
I mean, it was funny. Every time he called his, called his dog's name Rimshot, I in my head I kept changing it to Rim Job. So I mean, oh man, I've been doing that for years. <laughs> <laughs> what we need to do is actually go through the movie and actually replace the audio with that. <laughs> <laughs> do like our own overdub version, and it just just that one word. <laughs> Gonna get real awkward when he gets sentimental over his dog in that one scene. <laughs> oh yeah, oh Rimshot. I love it. I really love the idea. If somebody doesn't do that, I'm going to. Oh, man. You totally should. I will. You know I will, Chuck. You see what I do with voice clips. It's true. <laughs> You've done some brilliant ones. Some nice. Ones. Nice. So, yeah, again, I want to thank you guys. You guys actually brought this movie to the table. This was your suggestion when we were having some yes. discussions prior to me going on your show. You mentioned it, and I was just like, "Hell yeah, let's do it!" Yeah, oh, yeah. definitely, man. Yeah, it's 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 a fun one, dude. I, uh, it's one that we actually reviewed quite a while ago, and um, uh, I'll be I'll be one hundred percent honest. It was one that we got a lot of, a lot of views really fast on. Yeah, we. Did. I was like, you know, what's gonna be a better film to talk about than something that people want to check out and. That's how you can actually tell what people want is by how many views or listens it's getting. And, you know, and just being able to talk about it with a different group of people kind of adds a new perspective to it. Right. Yeah. yeah and I mean, this is what I remember from my childhood. So go ahead, Chuck. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Oh, you're good. No, that's, that's kind of what I was going to say. It's just like, it's one of those that like being in the same age, like the, the, the same age, you know, in the, you know, your mid thirties or whatever, we all grew up on this movie. You know, it, and I know JB feels the same way. I mean, it was one of those movies that kind of like pushed me more into horror when I was already kind of liking it anyway. And, you know, having an earnest movie that was uh, horror based was kind of cool. It's always yeah. been a favorite. I agree. Yeah, I actually forgot yeah. how much horror is actually in it. Because I remember the comedy so much and then I'm watching it again. And I watched it between last night and this morning. So I'm still really fresh on it. Nice. And I was just like, <laughs> I was blown away. I'm like, wow, this this could give younger kids nightmares. But if you're yeah. old enough to if you're old enough, I I mean, it's definitely like an intro to horror if you haven't seen anything else. Oh, I mean, there's definitely some yeah. dark, dark stuff in it. Can we can we cuss on here? Or? Oh, yeah. Feel free. Yeah. Fucking okay. let this, it fly, this, man. Is, <laughs> this is actually the movie that got me into horror. This came out in what, um, 91? 91. I think the first yeah. time I watched this, I was like three or four years old. And I, I remember getting scared, you know, the, um, um, of Trantor. And I mean, I, I would, um, at the time, I had like one of those dark guns. I was like shooting at the TV and stuff. And, <laughs> but it was like one of those things where, like, this right here is like what got me started. This is the first like horror quote unquote kind of movie that I watched growing up. And I mean, it just, you know, on top of it, I mean, like, dude, we got a killer cast in this movie, too. Was it the first Ernest movie you saw? Yeah, yeah. I was born in 88. Oh, okay. I was born in 84. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, so by the time this came out, I was only three. Like, you know, I probably saw another one before, but I can't say I remembered it. Yeah. Right. And see, I was born in 79, so I had already seen, like, Ernest Goes to Camp, Ernest Goes to Jail, and then I came across this. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You're almost old enough to be my dad. 
No, I, I am an old. Teasing. You can you can attest. I am an old fuck. I have a lot of old memories. I talk about shit, and then I'll run across somebody younger at work or any place I've worked, and I'll say something. They're like, "What? What is that?" Uh huh. And then I just look at them like, "Okay, get the fuck away from me if you don't know." <laughs> oh yeah, dude. No, I get on the same fucking way, man. Believe me. I feel yeah. I feel older than I probably should. I'm 38, and I feel like I'm like 60 at the time. Like when I talk to younger people and shit. I mean, just me saying younger people, right? Kind of just even just shows, uh, you know. Yeah, I, I constantly find myself uh, banging on all kids these days. <laughs> right. Yeah, I definitely feel the same way. I actually got into a conversation with somebody today that was saying something, and his excuse for it was, "I was born in '84," and I was like, "Well." I was born in 88, dude. <laughs> like, I'm four years younger than you, so I don't even think it's so much of an age thing. I just think it's, um, I don't know, maybe I'm just in my, while I'm getting older, I'm just disliking people more. <laughs> I, I've oh, yeah, disliked people for a long time. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't say I didn't. I'm just saying more. <laughs> yeah, it, I think it grows with age. Right, yeah, definitely. It's a skeeving hate with me now. <laughs> It really is. I talked to Chuck a lot. And when I first met Chuck, he was wearing unicorn shirts and rainbow things. And that's not true at all. But (laughs) it's okay. Fine. I over exaggerated that a little bit. He was clean shaven, never knew anything about weed. Actually, had the voice of this of a songbird. If Chuck doesn't mind, there was a time when he was clean shaven. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, I think I, it was a. I, I fucked up and shaved my. I had a big beard. It was the biggest beard I ever grown out, and I, I screwed up. And then I became fucking baby faced, and I hated it. I'm slowly yeah. growing it back then. It didn't I'm, last long. I'm the same way. I did it once, and I looked at myself, and I went, "Oh God, how did I ever survive without facial hair?" No, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I have no chin. I have no chin and a fucking crow nose, which means. My chin looks 10 times more non-existent because of my fucking nose if I don't have, like, chin hair or something. I, See, I, I have, I have no been... upper lip. So I shave it off. I have a baby face, but then I have no upper lip, so it's just awkward. Oh. And I'm like... I look I like a dude my lips showing. Me, I feel okay? like mine are luxurious. <laughs> I look like the dude from Despicable Me and Fester when I don't have any facial hair, okay? It's it's sad because I can't sexy in its own way though. I don't know how. If you're into Uncle Fester, (laughs) if you're into Uncle Fester and fucking Steve Carell was that dude from Despicable Me, I guess. Hey, you know what? That's it's going to be somebody's kink. So maybe you're on somebody's list, man. You can start an OnlyFans and shave. You know, people people have people have uh, you know sex toys that are you know pajamas at the end of a fucking foot. I saw the other day. Uh, people also get into uh, popping balloons with, you know, so yeah, there, there could be a possibility that, that I, you know what, you're probably right. You're guaranteed, guaranteed, right. Somebody has some kind of a fetish for Fester. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Where did this conversation just go? You know, I, I have know. no idea. I, I love it though. Have fun. <laughs> I think we're going to start making some new, really weird sex toys though. So. Armpits. <laughs> I just want them all shaped like Uncle Fester at this point. God. So, like a fucking light bulb. 
so real quick, I mean, before we get into the movie here, you guys, not only do you have the podcast, Tales from the Podcast and 2G1C, real quick here, you guys also have a comic book that you're working on. If you want to touch on that real quick here, Tales of Shock and Terror. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll touch the hell out of that. So, um, yeah, we will. We'll we'll caress it real good. Just do it slowly (laughs) and gingerly. See what happens when we're guests together on shows. (laughs) It turns very provocative. That's a good thing, Chuck. I know. It's fun. I'm a Howard Stern fan. Right. So, uh, (laughs) I guess I'll go ahead and start off with some of that stuff. But yeah, we, we definitely have a comic book coming out. We are doing quite a bit with it. Um, I'm sure everything that I'm going to be talking about are going to be in the show notes as well. But like we got a store with a bunch of uh, merch that's going on. That's all going towards it with this comic book. And we got a Kickstarter that um, I believe by the time this episode airs, it will probably already be live, which um, I'm, I'm pretty excited to say. Um but the comic book is called Tales of Shock and Terror. It is a horror anthology comic book kind of done in the vein of EC Comics with a lot of the artwork kind of having some of that that grittiness of like a grindhouse gore shriek type style. And it's all hand drawn by um, a good friend of ours and our artist, Drew Moreland, who um, you know did a lot of filmmaking stuff over at uh, Douglas, which is the, uh, the school at Tom Savini does his stuff at um saying i mean she, she's doing an amazing job um she's killing it she really oh is. yeah like our, our, our drawing our, it oh yeah our main cover is actually hand painted too so i mean it's like it, it it's done in a way that was last done in the horror realm probably by ec comics ever since everything's went digital things haven't been done this way so it's um just a, a really cool thing um it has three short stories, one done by myself, one by my uh, sexy co-host, Chuck Nasty. And you. uh, <laughs> you're very welcome. And one done with our buddy, uh, Ron Pertee. Um, I mean, uh, if you have any questions about it that you'd like to ask, man, you know, feel free. Um, I'm, I'm trying not to give too much away because we really want people to check it out. We worked really, really hard on this comic book and, uh, we think any horror fan or anthology fan alike are really going to enjoy what we're putting out. Um, I know it's picked up quite a bit of steam from a lot of the people that I've chatted with and talked to. And, um, you know, we're, we're, we're hoping to keep building that steam up and get this comic book in a, um, you know, pretty much anywhere and everywhere that you can get it. And, uh, you know, we're at least do a good enough job bit. to have another one. <laughs> That's so a that to blow the top off of it. All right, buddy. Oh, yeah. Keeping it sexy in, the, in this bitch. Nice, nice. <laughs> Trying to. Yeah, I, I don't want to ask too many questions because I, like you, I want people to go and discover this and check out your Kickstarter and kind of learn about it on their own. So I don't want to dive too much into it because I know you want them to experience it for themselves. And I think that's, right. that's the best way to get into it is they go support you guys, they check it out, and they really find out what it is. Because to me, it sounds amazing already. And I'm a huge fan of anthology horror. I mean, I grew up on Creepshow. Uh, in the last couple of years, I've checked out like Vault of Terror, the original Tales from the Crypt anthology film. Anything like that, I'm down for. So an anthology horror comic book is definitely right up my alley. So I'm definitely going to be checking it out myself. 
And I urge the listeners out there to go check it out too. support these guys, get it out there because the more horror and the more horror comics we can get. And especially from guys who are doing it from a place of love and have a passion for it. It's what we need as opposed to just some corporate machine churning out just whatever they think is going to hit with somebody. Right. Yeah. It's sort of like indie horror. It's sort of like indie horror films. When there's somebody that makes an indie film with a lot of passion, you're going to be there to support it. Whether it's the greatest thing you've seen or it's just, you know, it's good enough and you can tell they're going to grow. You want to be there to support it. So I want want people to be there to support you guys too. Thank you. You are completely right on that, dude. Like, yeah, I mean, from somebody who does a lot of movie reviews and talks to a lot of people in that industry, like, I mean, I there's indie artists out there, like you know, one of Chuck's and I's friends, like for instance, um, uh, Jennifer Nangle, and she's a great actress and she's doing a lot of stuff with like her Malvolia character, but she's definitely in the indie horror realm. And I mean, you can tell the passion's there, you can see how good it is, especially yeah. when you compare it to you know, other filmmakers, like, um. I, I don't know, and I don't. I'm not like trying to trash talk people, but like, have you ever seen anything like the uh, paranoia tapes, Jeff? I've seen them listed, but I have never oh delved down that rabbit hole yet. Oh, so all right. So there's ten movies, right? Jesus the, Christ! The, yeah, yeah. The director he had to get rid of his first movie and replace it because he would put in real footage of Columbine in it and all he was trying to do was make the longest lasting horror anthology film series and it's all just junk yeah oh my god and you could just see that there's like no passion there and that it was just done for that kind of a reason I have most of these movies on blu-ray I didn't buy them they were gifted (laughs) (laughs) he's not I'm not wrong and I haven't watched any of them Oh my god! I watched one. I take back. I watched two of them. I take it back. I watched two. Of them. Like, yeah, his favorite. I'm I'm no. speechless right now because it sounds like utter horseshit. <laughs> it, it 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 truly is. But I, all I was trying to say is like I, I I definitely get what you're saying. Like especially when like you can see the difference between there being passion and somebody trying to gain recognition, and yeah. there's there's a huge difference there between those and. You know, kind of going back to the comic book stuff, man, like, I honestly, I, I don't care if it gets huge. I'm doing this because I love it. Would I like it to get huge? Yes. Do I want it to be successful? Yes. But the reason I'm doing it is because I love it and I want to give back to the horror community that's been so good to me. Right. Yeah. That's that's kind of how I approach this podcast is my wife who actually kind of pushed me into doing this she bought me the first microphone i ever used was kind of like look you love talking about movies especially horror movies why not do a podcast you've talked about it basically she was like just fucking do it and it took a while for me to kind of get that ball rolling and then once i kind of got a rhythm going i'm like if this takes off fine if not i just want to put my voice out there as another person in the horror community who loves talking about movies and maybe there's something somebody hasn't seen from way back or an indie film they don't know about that maybe they'll listen to an episode and go oh i should fucking check this movie out it sounds really cool or the other side is they'll go i'll take that off my watch list because they're saying it's utter bullshit (laughs) 
which I hate. I hate trashing a movie, but when it's warranted, I will do it respectfully. Right. You know, well, I'm not one of those that wants to like yeah. just totally destroy it. But I'll be like, look, it's it's not great. You know, if it's if it's not yeah. good, I'm going to tell you, but I'm going to be respectful about it. I'm not going to sit there and be one of those Twitter Twitter assholes who just shits on everything. I don't know. There, there are Twitters. certain things out there that are just tasteless. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh yeah, there's, there, there's 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 garbage piles just just piled up and piled. Oh up. yeah, they get more they get more notoriety than the shit that you know that's actually good. But unfortunately, yeah. yeah. Oh, and, real quick, by the way, gotta, gotta give give your uh, your woman's prop, man. Uh, that's pretty cool that she was that she was that cool that supportive to 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 do that. And be yeah, like, hey, dude, that, that's fucking you know? awesome. That, yeah, that's actually I, the only reason me and Chuck agreed to do this show, and she's not even here. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, she would be on, but there's it's hard for her, like, when there's so many people on, she's like, look, I can't follow the conversation. There's too many voices. Everyone's talking over everybody. And I get it. So she'll come on if there's, like, one other person. But when it gets to be, like, three, four of us on, she's like, do it yourself. I'm, I'm good. Right, I was just joking anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> Everyone's got their thing, and she's but when she's on, she's good for what she does. And I, I can't thank her enough for kind of pushing me into this. Like, you know, she basically gave me the this is your podcast and kicked me into the pit like in 300. And here we are. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. That's awesome. <laughs> so, anyway, Ernest, Ernest scared, scared stupid? stupid, yeah. <laughs> As we right. said, from 1991. Yeah. And just, just real quick here, it was written by John Cherry the Third, Coke Sams, and Charles Gale, directed yes. by John Cherry the Third. Well, and he did course, a lot of their early earnest stuff. John Cherry was very, very involved with Jim Varney's early career for the TV show, the commercials. I mean, he's yeah. a big part of a lot that you know, Jim. That's that's what I was seeing that I never knew, and I was like, okay, so this guy knows exactly what he's doing with the Ernest character. Yeah, yeah. Then of course 100%. we have the great Jim Varney as Ernest P. Worrell. Yes. Eartha Kitt as Old Lady Hackmore. Such mm-hmm. a beautiful singing voice. If you go back, and oh. I, I know it's very old fashioned, but you know, I mean. It's, it's true on a sidebar here my first exposure to eartha kit was watching her on the 60s batman show as catwoman and i was yeah. like holy shit she's good and not to give away too much here but between her and jim varney there was not a piece of scenery in this film that they did not absolutely chew to shit with their performance and i mean that in the best way possible you oh yeah 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 and then, of course, we even had an amazing Shea Star or Shea Aster in this. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yes. As yeah. I was just getting to that, gonna say you guys actually had her on your show before. Yeah. She's, she actually does a lot of singing and stuff, and she has her own YouTube channel. I'm sure you guys are gonna search it out. She's pretty easy to find. But I mean, man, that girl, you would not guess it. But, you know, after doing Ernest, uh, she ended up being um, Jordan Gordon Levitt's. Uh, um, girlfriend character on third rock from the sun but now she does like a shit ton of singing and i mean dude that chick can sing and i mean yeah. good like you just like you go in there like all right well this is going to be kind of good or whatever but then you're actually listening to it and it's like holy fucking shit this is like amazing 
damn, I'm going to have to check that out because I did, when you said the name, I'm like, that sounds so familiar. And not only for this movie. And then I looked up her profile and was seeing images of her on third drop from the sun. I'm like, okay, now it makes more sense. Now I'm putting it all together, who she is. And right, I still, yeah, I'm going to yeah. check out her music so I can hear that because it sounds, it sounds really cool. It definitely is. I, I strongly suggest checking it out. And of course, I, I mean, we have creature effects done by the Kyoto brothers, who, if, if anyone is a horror fan, knows them from Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and that's also, they also used uh, the, some of the clowns from that movie for uh, Scared Stupid. Yes. And watching it again, I was like, it's so obvious, but I like the subtle changes they made just enough to make it work yeah. for this movie. But oh, I, yeah, I think they just repainted them. I, yeah, I love they what they bring things, to the I table. I love what they brought to the table in this movie, in Killer Clowns and this movie as well. Killer Clowns is one of my favorite movies. I discovered it as a kid on HBO. Actually, my dad found Same. it. He goes, hey, come here and watch this. It's about Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I'm like, what? And What's it called? Killer Clowns <laughs> from Outer Space. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'll show my cards here. I do not like clowns. I, I hate them. I have a fear of clowns. And it's one of those things where if I see one, I immediately go into like fight mode. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, wow. And I'll, I'll tell you a quick story here. There's a theme park here in California called Knott's Berry Farm, and they do a Halloween haunt every year. Mm-hmm. One year, a bunch of friends and I got together. We went and they're like, we're going to go through the clown maze. And I was like, the fuck we are? Like, oh, come on. <laughs> They're like, come on, it'll be fun. I said, fine, but, you know, I'm not going to like it. I went through there, ready to fight, my fists clench. And I remember one clown, like, peeked around the corner to see what crowd was coming next. Looked down, saw my fists were clenched, ready to fight. Did not jump out at me or my friends, waited for two more groups to go by, and then I heard him jump out. That's funny. I was like, I, was like, I don't want to hit anyone. But if you jump out at me and you're you're wearing any of that pancake makeup on your face, you, you might get hit. <laughs> so, yeah, 42 and I don't like clowns. So go figure. It's understandable. But yet it's I love killer clowns from outer space. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think we all saw that one pretty young. And I mean, I always thought it was fucking hilarious. I had a lot of fun watching that one. Yeah. I always love the fact that the, the cotton candy pods. Oh yeah, because I, I grew up watching the Invasion of the Body Snatchers and shit. I like, love Cotton. Candy. Oh yeah, and then I saw that and I was like, "Oh well, this is pretty crazy." So they're doing that one movie. Yeah, and I just love that. I I dug into not to get sidetracked off artist scared stupid, but I was listening to some of the special features on the Killer Clowns Blu-ray. I have they're talking about how they took like Sparklets water bottles and repurposed them to make some of the weapons in Killer Clowns and. All yeah, of this it, stuff. I'm like, really? Yeah, it, I was like, it was, wow. There wasn't a huge budget on that movie, I don't believe. No, not at all. And the map paintings and, I mean, in that were amazing. Good. Yeah, they killed it for sure. So to to circle back, since we keep sidetracking here, which which <laughs> I'm fine with, it's good as long as you guys are cool with it. So am I. That's what we do, man. You were on. I show. guess it's okay this time. <laughs> So just a 
quick synopsis of the film, we see that like in the late 19th century, there's a troll named Trantor chasing this young girl who I don't know if you guys caught, she was laughing when they got the close-up of her at the tree. Instead oh, yeah. of looking scared, she was laughing. And I was oh, like, yeah. you know yeah. what? I'm willing to forgive it because I love the movie. I'm like, whatever. She's probably having fun thinking this thing is just ridiculous looking if she's seeing the troll at all. Or they're telling her Transfer was scary. He's freaky looking, man. He (laughs) really is. So we see that the townsfolk in Briarsville, Missouri, capture the troll, tie him up, and Ernest is, was it his great-grandfather, Phineas Worrell? Yeah. I believe it was Phineas, right? I have it written down here, so I'm double-checking. I did not. Yes, Phineas Worrell condemns him to be prisoned under an oak tree. Then, of course, Trantor says there's going to be a curse. One of your bloodlines going to free me. And we find out part of that curse as well is that every generation of world is going to get dumber and dumber as the years go on. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's pretty much the synopsis. I mean, he's going to be re- Trantor can be released by a world the night before Halloween. That's pretty much it's a simple plot, but there's so much going on that it, it all works right. for me. It's it's kind of like the like the perfect Ernest movie. In my it, re- it really is. So yeah. I want to ask you guys, and you guys can decide who wants to answer first. Like, how did you first come to discover this movie, or even discover Ernest in that fact? And I already told mine earlier. Yeah, um, so Chuck, you can go with yours. Man. You jumped the gun a little uh, bit there, Justin, but you know, Chuck, go ahead. Uh, I mean, I you know, I, I always was a big fan of Ernest. Um. I had seen, I think it was camp and jail um, before I saw this one. And which I mean, I always loved jail a lot too. I thought that had some some interesting elements of, of thriller stuff in it, just because bad Ernest. But um, now when uh, when I when I first saw Ernest Scared Stupid, um, I can't remember how old I was, but uh, I really dug it. It was just kind of like because it was kind of gross. It was funny. Um, I thought it was it was a little it, it was different from the most most of the Halloween uh, family oriented uh, movies that I, you know that I watched um, or that came on because this one was pretty I mean like it's kind of a fucked up tale I mean this fucking trolls you know turning kids into you know wooden figurines wooden dolls. yeah yeah I and, forgot that part of the plot synopsis so yeah. forgive me <laughs> uh, and. Uh, you know, it, it, I mean, because it's just it's kind of a creepy thing, like, you know, this big, nasty troll thing. that's you know, covered in snot and slime, booger lips and uh, <laughs> want a uh, sandwich. Yeah, that always do that, that. That right there, <laughs> that scene right there always stuck with me. It really I, I used to I used to think that I was being funny when I'd call people booger lips. So it was cool. Um, <laughs> they were really just, early on on trying to kill one of the pets, too. Like, you know, you see that in movies every once in a while for shock value mm-hmm. when they killed rim job. I mean, they 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 like, well, you didn't really kill him, but, you know, they turned uh, rim job into a wooden toy. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that as a kid. And I was like, how could you do that to the dog? I know. It's, poor rim uh, job. Isn't it rim shot? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I was, I was going like, with it. I was just rolling with it. <laughs> I figured if wow, I could just call him rim job the entire time, nobody would say nothing. But uh, 
but yeah, I yeah, I love this movie. I've I've always loved this movie. It's it's one that you can show to your kids, you know. Which I mean, I have, you know. Um, and it's just it's always fun to watch. It's a good one. That's pretty much how I got into that. <laughs> yeah, see, and I grew up watching like Camp and Goes to Jail, and I was a huge fan of the TV show when it was on, because it was on yeah. like Saturday mornings. Mm-hmm. I think it was on right around the time or just after Pee Wee's Playhouse, somewhere around there. So these were like the two things that I always watched was like the ridiculous and absurd, but I loved yeah. it. And I loved yeah. Ernest just because there was that whole multiple personality thing going on with all the different characters, his facial expressions, and especially in this movie, he, yes, man, I, I think this performance <laughs> is one of his best. Like the movie is solid all the way through. Aside from the adults that really don't matter a whole lot, which is right. It's more about the kids anyway, or at least one kid in the end. (laughs) Right. But yeah, I remember the whole thing about the kids being turned into wooden dolls. And I'm like, that's messed up. They're essentially killing these children to get power and take over the world. What the fuck is going on? It doesn't sound like Hollywood at all, does it? (laughs) Sounds exactly like it. It makes you think, though, too, because I mean, Say us as a group went around and just killed a bunch of kids and put them in a tree. Maybe we can get powers to have trees spawn our babies. I don't like where you're going with this, JB. Thanks. I said I don't like where you're going with this. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) We're not putting babies in trees, okay? No, no. The babies come from trees. Well, yeah, you got to kill the kids and put them in the tree, too. I guess. Yes, yeah. that's what I mean. Yeah. No. Okay, fine, fine. They don't have to be babies. I mean, they could be at least two. You go to jail for conspiracies? That's how you go to jail for conspiracies. <laughs> this, this is the most fucked up version of the circle of life I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> you know how I to like keep it, it fresh, folks. <laughs> I was just trying to make us have more powers. God damn you guys. <laughs> Oh man. Ridiculous. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it sounds talk. like we're all on the same page with loving this movie, but like what did what did you guys think of like the overall story? I mean, it's it's kind of dark when you really think about it, like we were talking about. I mean, it's a lot darker than some of the other fare that's out there for kids to watch. And there was some really gross stuff in it. Like when the, the trolls get killed, they're leaving behind these piles of like bones and goo. Yeah. Like I completely forgot about that. I saw it. I went, oh shit, that's gnarly. Right. Yeah. They, they, they definitely did. The, uh, like you were talking about with the effects and everything. I mean, they, they, they were very well done. Um, unfortunately, you know, looking back at a lot of them being a killer clowns fan, you can see that a lot of the special effects, um, even like the little swirly things were like exactly the same that were used in Killer Clowns. Yes. So, yeah. you know, there there was that. But I think overall, the plot of this, especially considering that, you know, you got to keep in mind that this movie was made for children. Right. And I think originally was released by Disney. So this would have been like what? Like maybe, yeah, I think it was pre-Hocus Pocus, but still like a family Halloween movie. Um I mean, overall, I think the the plot of it for kids is very interesting and uh, better than uh, Hocus Pocus is. (laughs) Yeah, well, I I will say, though, like even as an adult going and watching this, I mean, 
the, the idea of a troll being trapped under a tree that comes out after you know a certain thing is said but you know or pretty much breaking a curse if you will um then comes back and murders well doesn't really even murder he turns children into wooden dolls to raise his children to take over the world i mean it's it's your basic kind of demon taking over the world kind of story because you know that they always want to bring their children from hell type thing and it's right done in a child kind of point of view where you're, they can watch it and still not be too scared with the whole earnest antics going on in the background as well and it's just it it, it touches so many different kind of genres it's great the the comedy and it's great you know the uh the pizza throwing at the bullies you know all those little <laughs> things the uh oh, yeah you know the just the, the even some of the drama of them having to deal with the bullies and yeah. then the horror is great the uh even having eartha kit doing everything and then even when she has her little turnaround with you know you know the um what is it the uh you know, with the whole MEAC thing and, you know, a, a mother's <laughs> yeah. love type stuff. Like, it's just right. like, you know, every aspect of this movie gives you just so many feelings from laughing to discontentment to, you know, even little hints of, you know, some spookiness there. It, it's all around to me just a very entertaining and fun film. Yeah, I... I what I like about it so much is everything you just said, but um, <laughs> the fact the fact that they the fact that they they kind of took classic horror elements. I mean, uh, look at all like the you know the, the old you know old classic horror movies that always had the the you know the lynch mob right. going after the the well, monster. That was in the intro as well, though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like I mean, like you they 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 kept that in there. They you know they had that that classic feeling to it because it does have like an old school story plot to it um just added with you know some some funny weird shit from Ernest, and that's 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 another thing i really like about it is it because it really does keep with the uh the guidelines i guess for a classic monster movie you know and uh especially there's you know at the end when everything ends up being okay and everybody's like hooray you know right. and everything to it <laughs> but yeah yeah, uh, yeah i do it I do have to ask everybody, has anybody ever had MEAC? No, it doesn't exist. No, I never looked in to see if it was real, but I just, <laughs> I've always wanted to try it ever since seeing it on this movie, and I've never really actually looked for it, but. It is not a real product. I uh, cannot remember what they said, like how it, it happened. It was just somebody, I can't remember who it was, but because I was watching an interview with uh, something that had to do with Ernest Scoop, scared, scared stupid, can't talk. Uh, <laughs> and and they said that so basically somebody like it just it was just a, a a sound that came out of somebody's mouth or something or it was just like meak like you know kind of like you see in a comic book you know somebody's puking or something really um, because when I look yeah. it up there is a definition of what it is what's the definition of it um, it says that authentic Bulgarian meak. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny <laughs> is um like a yogurt like substance well no, that's exist. not what it was in the film <laughs> well, i'm just letting you know like uh <laughs> that, that's what it says on this website um <laughs> i 
it, it also says that it's not real. <laughs> so okay, I, right. I, that out there. I was waiting but, for that. Yeah, for it, some it, asshole it does, made me act finally. Right. Well, I mean, come on. Like when you look it up, the only thing that's popping up is authentic Bulgarian me act, which is exactly what he said in the movie. Right. Yeah. It's one of those things that is stuck. That is stuck with me. So when someone be like, "Oh, we need to get milk for this," I'm like, "No, you need authentic Bulgarian miak." They're like, "What?" I'm like, "Miak. It's what you need." They're like, "I don't understand what you're talking about." Keeps you regular. (laughs) Was it Tivia? Yeah, Tivia should make miak. Yeah, miak by Tivia. Jamie Lee Curtis did amazing uh, commercials for it. We need to trademark this before they really do it. I don't know if we if we'd be able to or not. Hmm. It's already too late. This very moment, it's already too late. <laughs> Somebody out there has already got the idea. They're putting it in motion. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. At least in my stone brain, it is. <laughs> it would be. It so- would be, yeah. I want to ask you guys one thing. What did you guys think of the opening credit sequence with all the clips from all the classic horror movies and then Jim Varney's just ridiculous facial expressions and reactions to everything going on? Perfect. It was great. It's because <laughs> like even when you're, when you're a kid and you're watching a movie, you're just like, I want this movie, like I want the credits to go away and the movie finally start. But like, it's actually funny and you, you don't mind watching it. Yeah. You know? Right. Funny and, you know, especially for people like Chuck and I, and I will speak for Chuck on this one because I have um, had many conversations about this topic in the past with him, but like we are both old school, like universal monster fans. So like seeing a lot of those things also like brings back, you know, memories of watching some of these movies too. And it's just a, it's a different but very fun intro. It, 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 I think it's one of the better ones out there and, pro, you know, hands down the best earnest intro. I have to agree. I have to oh, agree. Yeah. I absolutely loved it on this last watch. I was just sitting here in awe, just looking at the clips and then seeing his ridiculous facial expressions, which what's, is what makes him so good at the comedy. Just his face is kind of like Jim Carrey's where it's rubber and he can get it to do so many different things and seeing right. all his funny reactions throughout the credits. I was like, this is great. Um, it's like, you know what, this is, this is going to be a great ride. I'm already back in as an adult rewatching this so many years later. I don't remember yeah. how long it's been since I've seen it, but I sat here just glued to my screen watching it. Like, Oh my God, this is great. It definitely was dude. I mean, I, I personally watch this movie more than any grown man should admit. <laughs> I, I will he fully. Does. He really does. I since me and Chuck have done this show, I've probably I've told you most of the times I've watched this, and you've probably had at least ten messages at least about it. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, this week alone, I watched the movie three times. Um, twice because I wanted to, one time because I was like I should probably refresh myself, and that was last night. Which honestly, I, I didn't need to refresh myself too. at all. I just really wanted to watch the movie again. I refreshed myself last night, but not by watching Ernest Hemingway. Even when I was talking to Chuck earlier today, and he'll quote you on this. I was like, dude, even though I know this movie by heart, I watched it again. <laughs> like, it's a great one, though. It's all right, yeah. though. 
it is it is it's 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 it, it's I, for me it's it's one of the top it's it's one of my top movies that i you know like you know a go-to film if you are i won't say it's like one of the greatest films ever made but i will say it's one of my go-to it's one that i have a good time watching it oh yeah yeah i've never watched it but like yeah, i'm bored right yeah it's, it's a fun movie yeah and i gotta i gotta actually want to want to comment too um when uh when you're talking uh, earlier jay uh, different characters and stuff that uh, he was able to, to do in this one. Uh, there's some of my favorite characters from him. I mean, because I remember growing up and watching, uh, you know, I saw the commercials, the TV show and all that stuff because uh, it was on, it came on ABC. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad works for ABC affiliated uh, news station. Um, so like, yeah, it was always on. Um, but and he, and, he, and he took a lot of the characters they put in his movies from from those old commercials and old TV shows and stuff, and but I uh, I love like the old woman, and I like uh, I like it when uh, he's the uh, the army guy. Oh yeah. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna yeah. It's just like it's just great. <laughs> like I just I love it, man. Where's oh, my, my machine gun? Yeah. <laughs> when he says yeah, that, I'm it. like, I was like, don't give him a machine gun. That's just bad. <laughs> It's just it's, it's just great. Yeah. That's that's one that's one thing I love about the Ernest movies is uh, is Jim Varney's way of uh, creating these characters, um, right? Those you know, and the, the the old woman though that one that one probably is one of my favorites, like as well though, just because it's it reminds me of so many. It's a great parody of so many women that I that I've uh, met in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and we've all met I, someone like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent on that. One thing I love is towards the end of the film when you know, all the trolls have dropped from the tree and they're, you know, rampaging everything. Our hero, Kenny, who is the friend of Elizabeth, is sitting there with Ernest in the treehouse and he's going through all his multiple personalities. And the kid just yeah. calls out to the camera, oh, great, I got to defend this place with, with the guy with multiple personalities. And I was like, okay, good on you for calling this out. And I like that the kid is aware of it yeah oh yeah, yeah. very smart kid yeah everybody everybody it's it just it's already like uh, an automatic known thing that uh Ernest, uh has these different things in his head <laughs> right and it's, just, so it's, it's no secret it's so funny it's this movie is funny it can be creepy even ah. a little sexy <laughs> A lot, a lot of wood, a lot, a lot, a lot of wood in this movie. A lot of, a lot wood. of hard and wood. I'm, in this I'm assuming by sexy and a couple of rim the, jobs. <laughs> I'm assuming not only the rim job comment is what you meant by sexy, but also uh, Ernest's hairdresser character. Oh God, yes. There's yeah. nothing more beautiful than that. Hairspray will fix oh. anything. <laughs> it's not wrong. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> yeah it's uh it, it's it's weird because you know as a kid and everything being such a, uh, an artist fan and everything and then uh years later um and i always jb you know what i'm getting ready to say because uh, i kind of had always throw this out uh my aunt passed away many 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 years uh due to a, a tragedy uh before jim varney did and when he passed away he was buried directly next to her Oh wow! 
in Lexington Cemetery. Yeah. I didn't know that. I found out by watching some uh, 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 cemetery shows and stuff. And these people were at, oh, we're at Jim Barney's grave. And I'm like, that's my aunt right next to you. That's crazy. And yeah. It's interesting. That, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. So anytime you go to visit, if you want to go pay respects to your aunt, you can also pay respects to Jim Varney. Yeah. And like his entire family, like a big chunk of his family is on is like right there too. Wow. And yeah, it's pretty cool. Like I was hoping maybe there was some kind of connection, but we had his uh his nephew on and uh, apparently he's he's looked it up. There's no there's no real connection, unfortunately for me, but it's still interesting regardless. Right. Yeah, that's very, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. And since we know the location of him, we can pull off and do what they did on Family Guy with Jim Varney. Oh, what? no, 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 no. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, 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 what, what, what do they do on Family Guy? I'm drawing a blank. They resurrected the corpse of Jim Varney. <laughs> did they really? Yeah. Yes. And then wow. Peter went to go out and shoot him, and he goes, I don't know how, but he got the gun. I, he got the gun. We got to get out of here. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen that episode or not. I'm sure I have. Oh, I'm, like, oh, I'm so happy you you got that, Jeff. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm I'm a big Family oh. Guy fan. I haven't really kept up with it so long, but I watched so much of it from its inception to when it came back. Right. Yeah. That, that's a that's a much older episode. So I'm, oh, I'm yeah. just happy you got that one. <laughs> that's great. As soon as you said it, I'm like, oh man, no, 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 no. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you're gonna just fully stop me from saying that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you, man. You're oh, great. Man. <sighs> I am crying I with laughter. You. Oh God. Oh, I'm so glad we're doing this. Oh my God. I'll have to send Chuck a uh, a clip of that just so he can see how funny it is because he's gonna die when he sees it. I'm sure. I'm, I'm thinking I have seen it. I just don't remember. But yeah. That's funny. Oh, anyways, I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh no, it's it's cool, man. It's cool. That was oh, that was a great little aside. Like I said, I'm crying with laughter right now. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh man. It, and there is there is one thing I really liked about uh the creature work on Trantor is there's a couple of scenes in full on daylight where you get to see this creature everything mm-hmm. about it full on and there's not one thing i see on it where i'm like oh well that that doesn't look good under this light you should have hidden it more it looks really good and there's so many times that effects artists are like look light it a certain way don't really put too much light on it because it's going to show the seams and people are going to be taken out of it oh when, right, I, yeah. when i saw this troll in full daylight i was like there's not one thing i noticed on it that i was like uh eh. Maybe should have no, kept they, it in the they dark. Really did they did a good good job with the makeup and everything. Yeah. It looks it like was... a miniature guar. <laughs> His name does remind me of Trogdor, though, the Burninator. Yeah. <laughs> See, I've only learned about that in the most in the last recent years about Trogdor and what that is. I was not privy to it at the time. It was <laughs> It was all the. Uh, I was an early, early uh, viewer of Homestar Runner. I don't even Homestar know if that even exists. I don't even know if it exists anymore. You can <laughs> still find it some places. Trogdor. 
I've looked wow. it up and I'm like, okay, okay. Now I know what my Me. friend was talking about all the time. Is he'd go Homestar Runner. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? It's still a website, guys. I, I used to, I, I had a buddy that I used to go hang out with and do uh, hallucinogens with and uh, smoke a lot of weed with. And one day I went over to his house and we were actually getting ready to start doing some shrooms that night. And uh, he put Homestar Runner on beforehand and, uh, I, I was pretty amazed by it. it was, for some reason, it was just so fucking funny to me. Home star runner. It still is. <laughs> I, I'm going to go back and watch some of them. It's been like, what, like 15, 20 years? And I can still put Trogdor the Burninator on and laugh. Right. I mean, I'm listening to the same jokes for 15, 20 years and still laughing at them. And they're just going to get funnier the older we get. And it's not going to be funny to anybody else, but to us it will be. Right, maybe I'm just losing my mind. <laughs> I mean, you know, it happens. Um, well, you know, I think Norman Bates said it best. We all go a little mad sometimes. It's yeah. true. It is true. He said a lot of things the best. Yeah. <laughs> Boy's best friend's his mother. Oh my I god, my I was just that all the time. Fucking Chuck, I was just thinking that same thing, man. Great minds think alike, <laughs> dude. Oh yeah. No, I, I told him on that all the time, and she she. She gets she gets a kick out of it, but at the same point, she's just like, that's terrible. I was like, well, I'm not trying to dress up like you and kill women in the shower. Right. Like, Come on now. Listen, I'm just trying to get women in the shower, and you have nothing to do with it, Mother. See, so it works out better. Right now, she has nothing to do with it. Yeah. Or do we know? Really, I, mean, I mean, for all I know, I'm, I'm, I, I could be all in my head. I don't even know. Don't it could know. be. It could be. There's, there's no telling, man. You never know. <laughs> Oh, blood. God, mother, no. We're just going to really mother. how fucked up Chuck and I are now after <laughs> listening to this episode. Hey, trust me, people have already realized how fucked up I am. So you guys, you guys are in good company. We're horror fans. We're good. As horror fans, we're known to be a little screwed up. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and I, and I don't mean that in a bad way or to disparage you guys, but we're all a little fucked. Right, I mean, yeah. you're just speaking true, brother. How are we going to be discouraged <laughs> about that? You, you, you are truth. correct. You are correct. But none of us are as fucked as Rem Job was. No, no, <laughs> Lord. not at all. And I gotta say, I actually appreciated the uh, the emotional hit when that happened. When Rim Rim Job, as I'll call him from now on got turned to wood and Ernest was like really like hit by it like impacted you're like okay there's an emotional beat there that's like wow. you you get you get a little usually when something happens with the rim job and you get hard wood something does happen oh my goodness what is happening here hey now oh. hey now indeed oh my Oh, oh man! <laughs> All right, guys. Made me uh, laugh really hair. hard. <laughs> <laughs> we oh. we've lost JB. We've lost him. <laughs> Here on the Circle Jerk Hour, <laughs> oh, we're gonna talk about guys. kids' movies and wood <laughs> and rim and jobs. rim jobs. <laughs> rim jobs. What goes better together than some hardwood rim jobs and children? Oh, stop. We're not even. <laughs> oh, oh, God. We're going to get so fucking flagged. Jesus. 
pants over. <laughs> Even Jeff's wife's left like, I don't want anything to do with this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck up thing is she's only hearing my part because I got headphones on. So she's like, what the fuck so is going on? So it's, so it's not even nearly that bad. She's going to go back and listen to this and be like, what the fuck? These people, you talk to them? <laughs> in all honesty, this explains everything. In all honesty, she's probably going to think it's goddamn hilarious. <laughs> well, we'll then I guess we win. <laughs> <laughs> all right, dude. Her sense of humor is right on par with mine. So, right, right. Well, good. good. For the oh, most good. part, I'm, I'm not even a dad, but I make dad jokes, and she'll roll her eyes at me and be like, "Really, really?" Oh, I make dad jokes all the time. My son looks at me like I'm stupid. <laughs> My wife doesn't like me telling jokes to the kids because they're too fucked up, and I do have kids. Oh, I, I have one joke. Let me, let me tell you a joke real quick. Want to hear a joke? I'll tell you a joke. Okay. All right. Uh, so, what uh, what does Winnie the Pooh say when he uh, drops a big duke? What's that? Oh me. <laughs> Here, here's one for you, Chuck. I think I might have made that up. I don't know. But my son looked at me like I was stupid. I, I laughed way too hard at it. This is a joke I've told for many years, but always cracks me up. What's Ooh. the opposite of Christopher Reeves? Oh, God. Oh, what? No. Christopher Walken. <laughs> oh. 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 That's a good one. That's bad. Oh. And for those who don't know, because Christopher Reeve couldn't walk. <laughs> Just so you know, you can walk. Get it gets even funnier right. when you explain it. <laughs> it's because he couldn't walk. That's why it's that's funny for anybody that, that doesn't know who he's talking he, about. He's dead now. <laughs> so and and, oh, and Winnie God. the Pooh's a bear. If anybody didn't know. Right. <laughs> Pooh, get it? Pooh, like shit. Ha! <laughs> ha! Hey now. <laughs> Oh shit! Pandemonium oh, and chaos, God. folks. Now I feel like we should do stand up. Oh. <laughs> you know, oh, honestly, probably we probably could could do uh, do a, a duo comedy thing, and it would be hilarious. We would just you talk and I would be the only ones laughing at our own jokes. Oh no, no! See, we should start doing it. We we, we could do it just to like horror cons. It'd be like Ten a whole minutes thing. Like and a, like, everybody will leave. Be like, these guys are <laughs> fucking weird. <laughs> I I'd be I'd be staying right there losing my shit. So <laughs> I, I think if we just if we're, we're like review movies and then we just sit there and talk and do what we do, uh, people would love it. People would love it. They might. They might. It would go aluminum. <laughs> I love it. Oh, oh man. Anyways, man. <laughs> Ernest scared stupid. <laughs> oh. This- I have to say, even the kid actors in this, and like, because there's there's a lot of times, and I'm sure you guys know this shit. There's a lot of times in movies in general, not just horror, kid actors can be so annoying because they're bad or they're just you just don't buy it. But in this, there's a level to these kids that I buy. Even the bullies, even though they're kind of over the top and ridiculous, and your typical, you know, nineties, nineties. Yeah, the Murdoch overweight, you know, asshole kids. Yeah, it kind of worked for this because nothing was was asked of too much of them, but they all hit their beats pretty well, and I wasn't annoyed by any one of them. 
I definitely right. agree. Yeah. Yeah. I think the way, I, especially with kids that young, I don't think they even really had to act that much. I think that was just the way a lot of these kids really were. Like, it, there's no way. Cause I mean, like, those, those bullies, especially, I mean, they played that role so well. It's like, you know, at some point in life, they just had fun teasing other people. The director just said, oh, yeah. Hey, just go, just, just go be a kid. Well, except, you know, okay, look scared. All right. Everybody looks, well, except for that girl by the tree. You look, you just keep smiling <laughs> and laughing. Uh, but everybody else looked petrified. Like, like, you know, I mean, it's, that's pretty much how, how I see that actually going. That would be the right. easiest way to work with kid actors, I think. Hey, yeah. just be a kid. Like, what, what, what does a kid do when they're scared? do that right okay i, I think the only one that actually had like and i don't mean this in like a mean way to anybody else because like i don't think austin nangler and or nagler the guy who did kenny i don't think he actually went on to do anything else past this but i think shay astor was the only child actor in this film that actually went on to really pursue acting and like really make a career out of it I can see that. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Yeah. She's probably one of the only actors aside from Jim Varney and Eartha Kitt who actually went on to do anything because I don't recognize anybody else. But for some reason, for all these years, I've remembered exactly what Kenny looked like and what Elizabeth looked like. Those two kids stuck out in my memory. So anytime I think of this, it's Jim Varney, Eartha Kitt, uh, Trantor, and Kenny and Elizabeth. Those are the four the characters that stick out in my head every time. You, you you have to you have to also include in every one of Ernest's movies you have the those that duo those two guys that are always coming up with something. Oh yes, um, um, Tom forgot, and Bobby. Forgot, what, what, <laughs> yeah, uh, who who? Well, he, he it's been one or the other. Like there's, there's been changes at times. Um, in this one, I can't remember the guys. I can't remember their names. Um, I think it's John Cadenhead and Bill. Um, I can't say his name. It's like Byerger. Um, yeah, the bigger you know guy. The bigger guy of that. Like duo. Bob, Bobby's the one that, like, um, uh, Bobby or you know Bill Berg, he's the one that did the stuff with uh, Haver and it's Ernest. Yeah, and uh, he he's even in one of the uh, early early um, Jim Varney films, Doctor Otto and the Riddle of the Gloom Beam, which oh, he nice. um, he uh, he was like the gas station guy for that one. And then uh, the other guy is uh, John. Yeah, it's, it is John Cadenhead. And he didn't do too much with Ernest. But, he, you, you know, like you said, they, you know, had people back and forth with that role. Yeah, that, that role was always guys. switched out. But Bobby was the guy who played Bobby was pretty much a mainstay. He was always there. Yeah, yeah. I think he did four of the films. Because in camp, Ernest it was films. that other guy. Uh, yeah, in camp it was somebody else. He did um, Christmas, Jail, Stupid, and School. I don't think I ever saw Ernest Goes to School or whatever one that was. Yeah, you want to take a guess of where he went? Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I was racking my brain for a second there, and I was like, hmm, maybe it was Walmart. Somewhere else. Maybe yeah. it was, no, no, he went to school. Go to be school. Go to Walmart. Right. It, it's... I don't know. Like with the Ernest movies myself, like Ernest Scared Stupid is definitely a huge favorite of mine. But I'd say like Rides Again and Saves Christmas are like the next two for me. Like me personally, like Jail, School, even Slam Dunk or Africa weren't the greatest ones to me personally. But those are my opinion on it. You know, I still oh, think those I still think they're fun to watch, but I mean I won't go and watch Ernest Goes to Jail 
over scared stupid anytime. I you know. Right. Yeah, for me it was goes to camp, goes to jail, scared stupid, and saves Christmas. Those were the four that I just remember being on all the time. Ones that I saw, we rented, Mm -hmm. whatever the case, and. I never saw any of the other ones because after a while I saw kind of like clips of them and I was like, man, this, I mean, good on Jim Varney for getting a paycheck, but I was like, man, these just look like they're not worth my time. So I've never even checked them out. Yeah. I don't know why I like rides again so much. I'm like the only person I know that actually likes Ernest rides again, but I just do. I can't remember if I've seen them. I don't think I've seen that one. I know the the one where they get the crown jewels and they're in the army tank. Doesn't ring a bell for me. Yeah, no. like I said, it's not the most memorable one. I never saw Africa either. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, that one's rough. I've watched it, but now. I wouldn't put I, w- I wouldn't put <laughs> I wouldn't put jail in the category of those though. It's still the no. same caliber as like no, because it's to me it's it's still the same caliber in the same time of like camp and and. Uh, That's fair. Scared stupid. By the way, though, uh, John Terry did direct every one of those movies except for School. Mm. Wow. Just throw that out there. Yeah. But wow. yeah. Good on yeah. him for having a franchise under his belt. I mean, yeah. Really. Well, I mean, you know, quality he, aside, he, I mean, that's pretty much his baby. Yeah. He killed it. He did a great job. Wasn't there a wasn't there a son of Ernest or something like that? No, there was a son of the mask, and I well, I think there was an Ace Ventura one too, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. Ace Ventura Junior or something. Yeah, it, dude, if there was like a son of Ernest, I mean, I don't. Well, one, um, I'd like to know the woman that he had a kid with. <laughs> um, that 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 see, that's the movie they never made. You know how they had Revenge of the Nerds, like Nerds in Love. They never had. Uh, Never have Ernest in love, like really in love. Like we never got to see the romance movie, you know, the notebook meets Ernest. We never got to see that one. No. Oh my no. God. You know, that's what we were missing is like <laughs> Ernest falls in love. Ernest just goes to a sperm bank. That's how it happened. <laughs> his, his wife is Miss July 1978. You know what I mean? See, mm-hmm. I'm, see, and you say sperm bank, and I'm imagining a catastrophe where he knocks everything over and then he just goes, Yeah. Right, and then to fix the Ugh. problem, fills all of them up with his own. So then there's a bunch of little Ernests everywhere. It's a bunch of kids running just, around with vests. Oh God! I think we just wrote a new movie. <laughs> it's gonna cost a lot in our Demon budget. Yeah. Ernest repopulates the world. <laughs> we'll just uh, we'll just see if we can get uh, the rights to do a comic book, and then there we go. <laughs> do we know <laughs> anyone who can do an animated theme. series? Yeah, or, yeah, or we can just write fan fiction. We can just start some <laughs> earnest fan fiction, and then uh, we'll we'll go with that. You know, and that's the right. perfect. I mean, if he's gonna have a son, I think that's the perfect way to go about it. Because I really don't. Like see, I really can't see Ernest like getting somebody from behind. I, I really can't. I can't. <laughs> Why see does him that have to be from behind? I think. I mean, I, I, can't, I, feel I can't see him in any more of a missionary kind of guy, though. I, I, I think he probably would. I, I think you know, Ernest. Ernest was, I was a character of Ernest from what Jim Varney. That man didn't right. do too bad. Right. Yeah. Ernest, on the other hand, is totally different. I just, well, I definitely see him more of a missionary guy than a doggy style guy. But you know, with all the voices that he has in, in his head, uh, I mean, the woman wouldn't get bored. I guess it almost like a gangbang <laughs> for her. Yeah, that, that's definitely true. Ernest, the king of role play. Yeah. Oh my god. 
Yeah, we're. What I'm gonna do now is soldier. I'm gonna put it on the little man, and we're going in. He does that woman's voice. There will be there will be rim jobs. There will be rim jobs. Lots of rim jobs. Oh, that's the best. Oh, (laughs) I lost my train of thought after you said that's the best. Oh God. Fucking Ernest is like fucking six or seven people at once for women, okay? Oh. <laughs> but the oh, thing man. is, is what, what, what if he just taps into the old woman the whole time and then there's a totally different movie? Oh, God. Then we'll then we further that one. Yeah. Oh, story plot. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you like your new audience that you're going to be getting? <laughs> hey, hey. This is great, man. I welcome all. <laughs> Demons to some, angels to others. Know what I mean, Bert? Right, right. So I am curious, <laughs> Jeff. Is this the first podcast that you've done where you get to tag the word rim job in it and hope for the best? It's it's the first, and honestly, I hope it is not the last. Well, I guarantee if you ever want us on again, I will make sure we fit some rim jobs right into it. We'll see how many how many how many times we can say uh, say rim job in, in an hour on a, on a podcast. Right. <laughs> right. Just to fit the billing, we will only come on and do earnest films with you, and we will only talk about rim jobs. There we go. We've <laughs> we've we found our market to corner, guys. There we right. go. <laughs> Your show is only going to have eight episodes. No, <laughs> there's also the. This is also the first time that JB and I have been on another show together. Oh, nice. yeah, other than our own. It, uh, yeah, it, yeah, other than our own, and it, uh, it it seems like it pretty well. We should do this more often. Yeah, definitely. yeah, I'm definitely down to have you guys back. I mean, and if you yeah, can't man. tell, we we all fucking love this movie. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, all jokes real. aside. Divergences aside, I mean, Ernest Scared Stupid, I think we all hold in pretty high regard. It's just a fun movie to put on whenever you're feeling like watching some Jim Varney shit. Yeah. Right. Definitely. I, I 100% agree with that. You don't even have to be on, like, it doesn't have to be Halloween time because there's different aspects of this movie that are captivating. And yeah, you know, it's something that you can watch all year round and even if for background noise and getting a laugh or, you know, just for something stupid that you want on the TV at the moment, just to get by the day and lighten the way of, you know, like whatever kind of shitty day you had to deal with. Yeah. Like this movie's just all around something that gets you into a different mindset and kind of gives you something to enjoy for however long the running time is like what, like 80 something minutes or something. Yeah. You know, I, it, I, it is. I always do. I didn't mean to cut y'all. Sorry. No, you're good. Go ahead. I was just to say it, it, it is to me. It is like one of those movies that like I I do I do save it for Halloween just because it's that's what it always reminds me of. But you mentioned earlier, and I've got to say this real quick. Uh, yeah. It, Ernest scared stupid. It actually keeps a pretty innocent like story plot. It's not anything too outrageous, too crazy. You mentioned Hocus Pocus early, and uh, I just want to go ahead and throw it out there that is not a kid movie. It is not a kid movie. Like that, Hocus that deals Pocus with some... isn't? No. They're like the chicks trying to like... my kids have watched Cannibal Holocaust. Anything's a fucking kid yeah. movie. Holy shit. Yeah, I don't fucking yeah, know. Right. I'm a horror fan. <laughs> yeah, no. my kids are. So he didn't do the pussy version either. 
Animal yeah. deaths all the way. They're horrible. I'm not saying I promote animal deaths, but yeah. if you're gonna watch a movie, watch the movie that was intended. Right. And I'm gonna I'm gonna show my shame card here. I have yet to watch Cannibal Holocaust. Well, I think I know when we are going to be having you on to watch. All right. I'm down. The way you said that, JB, was very, very seductive. Thank you. I know what we're going to have I'll be 100% honest, um, and I would love for you to talk to your wife about it at some point, but I would love to have both of you on there for that one, to have a first-time viewer, male-female perspective of that film, just because of some of the scenes in it. Yeah, I'll definitely That's talk a good to her idea. about it. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely you sounds know. cool because hopefully she, brings... she has a good stomach. Oh, sh- yeah. She like she's even more of a gore hound than I am, so there's more than gore in this movie. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I've heard <laughs> the stories. I I basically know the the way the entire movie goes, but I just haven't seen it. And not seeing the visuals, you can't really grasp the full aspect of what Cannibal Holocaust actually is. Right. Right. It, it's um it's not one of my favorite movies. I don't hate it, but it's not one of my favorite movies. JB knows it, this. It is my favorite found footage film. Damn. It's definitely it's definitely like one of the first ones, yeah. It's just it is. I uh and not saying that just because of the actual movie itself, but I mean there's so many other things with that movie, the the backstory to it, the aftermath of what that film caused. I mean, there, there's so many different fascinating things that happen around that film in general that makes it that movie for me. So it's not necessarily just the movie, but I mean, the the history of everything that happened after that movie is oh, extremely yeah. fascinating. And I mean, yeah. even if you don't like the movie, you know, just hearing everything, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's a classic regardless. I mean, it really is. Yeah. yeah. Like, I know it's not one that I'm, probably not going to like enjoy after i see it but it's one that i need to check off my list because i feel if if you're like a real horror fan it's one you have to see and like i said i'm kind of ashamed that i've taken this long to actually get around to it but i've i've been meaning to it's just one of those like it's like i want to make sure i'm in the right headspace because i know how fucked up it's gonna be so right uh this is i mean cannibal holocaust is one of those movies after you watch it like there's a few scenes that, you, that won't leave your head for a few days. Yeah. But did I actually just see that? And it's like a week later. It's right. out of nowhere. You see like a rock shaped the wrong way, but you'll understand. <laughs> oh, man. That probably shouldn't make me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you laugh because you got it, that makes me happy. I, I, I have seen uh, Green Inferno. That is, Eli Roth. I, I will so. say first off that that is a and I, I understand everybody has their own opinions on it but my personal opinion is that is a shitty cop out for a cannibal holocaust inspired film it's not a bad movie I like it. <laughs> I, I'm yeah, not going to say it's, it's not horrible but I mean like there is no comparison no right, right. you know we definitely do need to have that episode because we've talked about it uh, multiple times in the past two weeks. Yeah, so I guess yeah. we probably do need to but need to have that yeah. that episode uh, when time comes yeah. soon. Green, Green Inferno to me is like Sesame Street compared to what Hannibal Holocaust was. 
Right. But Green Inferno was still still a fun movie, but you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't no, it wasn't what but so was Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> and so was Ernest Scared Stupid. Yes. Oh yeah, thank you for bringing it back. Thank you for bringing it back here. And thank you for having us on, man. Of course, man. Thank you guys for coming. I mean, you guys have an open invite to come back whenever. So if I have something that I want to get you guys on for, or if there's something you want to bring to the table over here, you're always welcome. And if you ever need me to pop into your show and you know bring it down a little bit, I'm always I'm always always willing to be. Oh, you don't bring it down, man. (laughs) I was gonna say bring it down. Wait, what are you talking about? Man, talking about what was hey self-deprecating humor is a good enough job. You did such a good job in the last episode that even Jen and Sylvia Saska messaged to say how great of a job we did. Yeah, that was awesome when I saw that. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I told my wife and she goes, Don't tell me that. I can't know that. That's no, I don't want to know that people who are (laughs) famous that I admire are giving props to what you did. Yeah. I don't want to know they're listening. <laughs> well, they did. I knew they were listening too, and it made me kind of nervous. But it's okay. Yeah, that's my fault. I'm sorry for making you guys nervous and doing what I did. I was fine. I, Actually, no, I once I got on with game. you guys, it was it was cool. I was nervous up until the point we went that you guys brought me in, and I was like, you know what? Let's just fucking do it. Whatever happens, happens, man. That's right. Happens, happens. Yeah. I, I am sorry though if I did make anybody nervous by reaching out to them. <laughs> it just made me it made it made me want to be on my game. That's all it did. It made it, you know, not too much nerve, just as you know, on my game. That's it like saying change. we're gonna talk about, you know, it's like we're saying we're gonna talk about, <clears throat> talk about like, you know, Pet Cemetery and we know Stephen King's listening. It's like it's you're gonna be a little nervous, yeah. but you're also gonna be like, all right, I'm gonna be on my game, you know. Exactly. Right. It's like I don't want to stumble over my words. Let me just be coherent. Right. <laughs> Right, yeah, 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 man. This this was a lot of fun. I appreciate you guys coming on. We definitely appreciate you having us on, man. Yeah, and anytime, I'm willing to have you guys back because this was this was a fucking blast. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, this has been a fun one. Rim jobs and all, rim jobs and <laughs> wood <laughs> and poo, lots of poo. Ew. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right, so I am gonna put all all your guys' stuff in the notes, but why don't you guys just let the guy let the listeners know once again where they can find you and everything you guys got going on, just as a recap here. Oh man, so we're doing lots of shit. Um, lots of shit, lots of shit. So you can find a lot of the stuff that we're doing over at talesfromthepodcast.com Um. The stuff in the show notes is going to be there for the Kickstarter, for the T-shirt sales. I mean, we are basically on any and all platforms. If you go to TalesFromThePodcast.com, scroll down, and there you see all those little pictures of, like, the Facebook and the Instagram. Just click them. It's a link to us and that social media. I made it super simple so anybody can go get to it right away. There's even a live player on the website if you just want to listen to that. Or you can go to our YouTube channel, give us a sub there. Um, you can touch yourself and watch us do our thing. And it's That's... just an all. <laughs> you can do that. You can. It's okay. It is. It is okay. I like being watched. It is. It's, it's, it's natural. Just, it, it can be. 
yeah. <laughs> it's an it's an all around fun thing, man. That's for sure. And uh, on top of all that stuff, um, I think my uh, my my lovely co-host, Mister uh, Chuckles McNasty, uh, mm-hmm. he he actually does some other shows too, which are pretty fucking cool. And you know, getting into the horror realm on other aspects and you know, just regular film as well. And I'm sure he can uh, mention that a little bit better himself. Yeah. Uh, tell us from, from the podcast last 2G1C is not my only podcast. Uh, I do one called Nasty Nation, which is pretty much just me rambling about shit. Uh, sometimes I do interviews with different people, uh, mainly in the music, extreme music uh, category. Um, I do another one with my buddy uh, Whitman called Graveyard Talk where we, uh, we go through and basically just talk about different franchises and different things that have to do with horror. Um, and recently I was, uh, I was put in and brought in on, on another one called uh, the video store clerks where it's four of us talking as if we're working at a, a video store. And much like on here, uh, we will tell you we're going to talk about something and we're going to talk about 30 things in between. And <laughs> it's a lot of fun and it's, it's, it's pretty hilarious for the most part. Um, and then also, uh, I can't leave out, um, I'm in a band called Bastard Sons of a Jigdoscope. Um, and you can go to our Facebook page. Oh, which any of the, the, the other podcast Facebook pages, Spotify, YouTube stuff, you know, just look us up. You'll find us. Um, Bastard Sons of a Jigdoscope, you can find us on Facebook as well. Um, Instagram, uh, Spotify, YouTube, again, all those places that you find stuff. Um, I heard you and, guys even had a cover band that was uh all, like like almost blowing you guys out of the water. You know, shut up. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, <laughs> but uh, we got a couple of shows coming up in the next couple of months. So we're we're playing in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, at the uh, Highlands Tap Room with uh, the amazing Bat Wizard. Um, and I can't remember what month day that is because my d- days are all fucked up. And then we're also playing in uh, uh, shit in Indiana at new haven indiana uh, at a place called carl's uh with uh, our buddies in the band artwork for blonde uh you go to our facebook page and you can see uh where and when and all that fun shit so if you're in the areas come out and check that out and that's what i've got going on so that took a lot longer oh yeah and this one band go ahead jb tell, tell us about the, the the band that was uh that was a mockery uh, i mean yeah. a, a homage to us uh <laughs> l- legitimate sons of a jesus pig is a um uh a cover band of chuck's band and um we have our hit single out um uh what, what was the name of your biggest song i forgot already um uh, our our newest something's in uh, violence no something's in bloodshed yeah something's in bloodshed and uh um our huge hit right now is called um something's end in hugs Basically, everything that we do is it's a opposite. straight opposite ripoff of everything that Chuck Fran's doing, except we do it better. So if you like what Chuck's doing, but you're like, you know what? I want to listen to something a little bit better. Check out Legitimate Sons of a Jesus Pick. <laughs> put, put, out, put out some more music for this shit, and then we'll talk. Okay, fine. <laughs> you're, you're, you're the whole band was made as a joke. <laughs> oh, yeah, completely a joke. I was. I'm actually wanting to hear more. I want to hear more of it. <laughs> oh, I don't think Ridiculous. my bandmates down for doing more, but I'll do it. Okay, keep I'll putting see. it out, buddy. I don't won't. let the dream die. I won't <laughs> let it die. Trust me. 
just record yourself several times, alter the voices enough, put the tracks together, and you're good. One person doing it all. Right. Well, to be fair, <laughs> and, and and I'm I'm sure that even though the whole thing's a joke, I do everything as a synthesizer. And uh, I'm sure even Chuck could tell you, I am not bad at doing other instruments on a synthesizer. You're definitely mastering your craft, sir. Nice. Nice. So I'll definitely uh, put together some more. That's for sure. It'd be really (laughs) difficult for me to do a concert, but, you know. I mean, not really, but I mean, that does cost money and time. For other people, just play. I don't have to have other people, but that's okay. I mean, that's okay because you know, bastard says with a Jewish goat, it's just two of us, and everybody tells it the tells us, so we sound like we're like a four piece band, but it's just the two of us. So, you know, it's okay. You can do it by yourself. I'll do it. I'll do it. Do it. Then fucking do it. It's funny too because (laughs) I was just talking to somebody the other day, and they were like, "Wow, I heard your single. You sound like a five piece band," and I was like. That's great. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna say this. I really hope it doesn't take oh, five man. people to do what you did with that. No. <laughs> it's like, oh, how many? How many? How many JBs does it take to screw in a light bulb? One. How many JBs <laughs> does it take to have the legitimate sons of a Jesus pig? Seventeen. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> oh, this has been great. So yeah, you, you guys, man. you need to check these guys out. Check every check everything out they're doing. I have been reposting and sharing these guys when they have new episodes coming out because I've become a fan after being on the show. I've done dives on their YouTube channel and been listening. And these guys Uh-oh. are f- fucking great. Take <laughs> the compliment, goddammit. <laughs> I will. Hey, thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much, man. We, we we appreciate it, dude, for sure. And uh, they like us. They really like us. <laughs> she remember- better than a rem job. <laughs> I think right there is where we're going to cut that off. So yeah, check these guys out. Check out everything they're doing. If you're in Indiana, if you're in, uh, I believe you said Kentucky, right, Chuck? Where you guys are playing? Check yeah, out their yeah. band. I mean, hey. Have a few drinks, listen to their band, smoke some weed, and listen to them. I'm sure it's fucking awesome. Smoke the rim the job with, in the parking lot. Me too, though. You got to smoke. You gotta, yeah, you got to smoke weed with me while you're giving me a rim job in the parking lot. <laughs> while while holding situation. some hardwood. While holding some hardwood. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm just kidding. You don't do any of that. Don't cancel me. <laughs> but you could do some of it, and he wouldn't be mad. God. <laughs> Canceled. Fuck. <laughs> I think this has definitely earned the explicit tag, guys. But again, I want to thank you for being here. Thank you for coming on. And I I look forward to having you you back again. I don't know how the listeners will feel, but if they don't like it, you know, if you're if you're one of the listeners and I do this a lot, if you're one of the listeners that doesn't like this, it's not fucking for you. You know, just lick a rim. (laughs) If you do love this, though, please let Jeff know, because I want him to tell me about it. Yeah. And if you hate it, write Jeff two letters, and I really want to know about it. Yeah, or kiss you, Jeff where he shits. Either way, you can leave comments on Facebook. You can email the show at skeweduniversepodcast at gmail Shameless self promotion here at the end, Ooh, and let us yes, know what you guys think. Yes. And like I said, make sure you're following these guys. Go to Facebook. Go to their website. Check out the Kickstarter for Tales of Shock and Terror. 
Thank you. Thank it's going to be awesome. Yeah, thank you. And yeah, thanks again for coming on, you guys. I really appreciate it. And definitely, yeah, I can't say it enough. I look forward to having you guys on here again. Dude, yeah, we look forward to it too, man. And, uh, you know, may I go ahead and also say, man, if you really like what Jeff's doing, dude, you got to check out his fucking Patreon. There you go. Yeah, Fuck thank yeah. you for that. We've got some transmissions episodes up there, which are just smaller sides that I do, talking about, you know, everything from recent movies that I've checked out that aren't necessarily main show fare. So, like the Marvel movies, right. pro wrestling, things of that nature, because I'm a huge wrestling nerd. Because, yeah, I've loved it since I was a kid and I still love it as a 42 year old man. Fight me if you have a problem with that. Hell, <laughs> even if you don't it. like those things. And you just like you. what Jeff's doing, support it. Yeah. The only way you're going to get more content from the people you love is if you support them along their journey. And if you want to get punched in the face, go around Jeff wearing a clown mask. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And if you want to make Chuck really happy, like his asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Clean, right. baby. And <laughs> thank you. Thank you for asking for support for the show. And I think that, gentlemen, I think that's where we're going to call this. So, again, I appreciate it. And thanks again. Thank you. That is it, guys. I hope you had as much fun listening to this as we did recording it. I want to thank JB and Chuck once again for coming on to talk about Ernest Scared Stupid. And remember to support them. Go over to TalesFromThePodcast.com. Check them out over there. Their Kickstarter for Tales of Shock and Terror will go live tomorrow, February the 16th. So go over there. Check out the comic book. Support them if you can. Help these guys get this content out because they're doing great stuff. Check out their podcast. Go find them on YouTube, anywhere you get your podcasts. And as far as promoting and helping and supporting, you can check out our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash podcast and check us out over there. You can find transmissions episodes. There's going to be some new stuff coming as well as commentaries and all that good stuff. So go on over there. Head over to Patreon, search for Skewered Universe Podcast, and you can find the show on all your podcatchers. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. Apple Podcasts. Google. Hell, we're even on Amazon Audible, so you can check us out there, too. Do us a favor. Go support. Support Tales from the Podcast 2G1C. JB and Chuck are good guys. Help them out. Help us out. And in the meantime, keep enjoying that universe that's just a bit... Skewered. Check out Skewered Universe Podcast at the following links. Skeweredhead.com, Facebook.com slash groups slash Skewered Universe Podcast, SkeweredUniverse.podbean.com, Twitter at SkeweredU, Instagram, Skewered underscore Universe, email the show at SkeweredUniversePodcast at gmail.com, Patreon, Patreon.com slash Skewered Universe Podcast. Join our Patreon, go to Patreon.com slash Skewered Universe Podcast to get access to exclusive bonus content such as Skewered Universe transmissions and audio commentary tracks.